Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? This is Jeff from BKJ Mag TV, and this is the BKJ Mag Podcast Experience coming to you live from Brooklyn, New York. Um, it's been a long time since I had a podcast episode, and today we're doing episode 22. And tonight we're going to be talking about WWE SummerSlam. WWE SummerSlam. It was on Peacock. If anybody knows why that what that is, that's a streaming platform uh, that allows you to watch wrestling, movies, TV shows, um, etc., etc., from NBC and its partners, Universal. So, for five dollars, you can watch all the WWE pay per views as you want, and if you have premium, if you have Peacock Premium Plus. You get to watch more stuff exclusively without no commercials. Yes, no commercials, but you know you could have the um, commercial options if you want to save money. Anyhow, um, tonight we're going to be talking about SummerSlam. To me, WWE SummerSlam was a successful pay-per-view. Now, if you've noticed it, um, the legacy pay-per-views that WWE has promoted since the 1980s um starting with wrestlemania summerslam survival series uh the royal rumble these four legacy pay-per-views are now getting the stadium treatment yes i repeat they're getting the stadium treatment survival series this last november did not get the stadium treatment but I anticipate it will get the stadium treatment. But Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and SummerSlam has received the stadium treatment. Meaning they're only doing these legacy pay-per-views in stadiums. No longer will it be held in traditional arenas where the crowd size is about 17 to 18,000. They're looking to do like 50, 60, 70,000 people. Um, in these shows so tonight they had almost 60,000 people attend SummerSlam uh, one of the biggest gates in SummerSlam history I think the crowd was bigger than the one that they had in Tennessee last year for sure the Detroit crowd really came out in doves to really see this pay-per-view it was pretty exciting now uh, for the show um, I enjoyed the show. I, I saw a couple of the major matches on the program and I found them quite interesting. Uh, some I was like, eh, but most, most of most of it, I found it pretty interesting. Um, in an article by Daniel Yanofsky um, from the Sporting News, Title the article titled WWE SummerSlam 2023 Results Match Grades Roman Reigns Remains remains tribal chief logan paul gets a big win so i'll tell you this um he writes inside ford field for the first time since 2007 yes 2007 59,194 fans watch a SummerSlam for the ages from top to bottom the show delivered what it mattered the most and by the end of the night roman reigns remained the tribal chief that match, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm watching that match with Jey Uso. The match was pretty intense. It was back and forth. There was a lot of table breakage. Ropes were used. Steel chairs were used. 
uh, announce tables were broken, betrayals um, occurred. Now, let me tell you, Jimmy Uso, I mean, this guy betrays his brother. It was him that had the issues with the bloodline. Jay Uso stuck his now got stuck his neck out for him, and basically, and at the moment when it really mattered, his brother Jimmy betrays him and allowed the tribal chief Roman Reigns to regain the title at SummerSlam. Crazy! It was extremely crazy. Uh, I don't know this idea of keeping the title on Roman Reigns for this long. I am not a big fan of. This is something from the 70s, the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s. Because they want, they, they, it was a whole different system back then. And these promotions had their long term champions, but then they had the National Wrestling um, Alliance title, the NWA title. And there were people that were picked to wear the NWA title. This title ring of Roman Reigns, I'm just not a big fan of. It's just to me too long. It stuns people's other, um, it stuns other talents from getting a shot at title, from being champion. You know, I see what WWE is trying to do, but I'm, again, I'm just not a fan of it. Um, I wish Jay Uso would have got an opportunity to be um, a WWE champion because he's definitely put in the work and the and the commitment to professional wrestling and the fans to be like to be that guy and certainly he's over with the fans i think wwe always states this like as long as you're over with the fans and you're able to talk and handle the mic and your matches are a1 you might as well, why not be the wwe champion so i don't know how long they're gonna keep the undisputed wwe universal championship on roman reigns but is really starting the growth of other talents on the roster. It's one of the reasons why they created the World Championship. And let me tell you, that World Championship match was pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, uh, wow. How can I say? How can I say this? Uh, well, let me take a pause on that one real quick. Let's go to the, hold on for a second, the Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar match. The Cody Rhodes Rock Brock Lesnar match, this was the third part in the series. The third part, the third match in the series. Uh, Cody Rhodes had won the first match at Backlash. Brock Lesnar had won the second match at Night of Champions. And the third match was set at SummerSlam. And let me tell you, it was very, it was quite impressive from beginning to end. Brock Lesnar put Cody Rhodes through Suplex City. I mean, the dude suplexed the crap out of Cody Rhodes. Dude was throwing Cody Rhodes all over the ring. It was just like, whoa. And you had the commentators um, telling Cody Rhodes as if Cody Rhodes could hear them. They were telling Cody Rhodes, stay down, stay down. The crowd was aghast by the suplex, the the barrage of suplexes that Brock Lesnar was delivering on Cody Rhodes. And But eventually, Cody Rhodes figured it out. He figured out a way to win, and he was able to pin Brock Lesnar one two three with the with the crossroads so it was it was just it was just pretty interesting now 
uh cody rose moves on and brock lesnar moves on i know he's gonna be on a long layoff because he hates traveling it's been well noted brock lesnar hates traveling he is a part-time performer because let's be honest who the hell can really do 300 dates a year that's over 300 dates a year it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous and it's one of the reasons why brock lesnar is like f this i do limited shows because his health comes first and honestly that's how it's supposed to be anyway um remember the world title match in the match seven years in the making seth freaking rollins defeated finn Balor to retain the world heavyweight title there were plenty of mind games in the match and throwback moves dating back to SummerSlam 2016 when Rollins injured Baylor. In the end, after multiple false finishes, miscommunication from the Judgment Day um, cost Baylor the match. As there are cracks in the Judgment Day. Well, the question was, are there cracks in the Judgment Day? Absolutely, there's, there's cracks in the Judgment Day because let's be honest. Um... Uh, what can I say? Baylor had the match won, and the Dawn um, walks out with his money in the bank, and it's like he want to cash it in, but he doesn't want to cash it in. It's like he's hesitating. It's like, what are you doing? And because he brought in his money in the bank, um, Rollins was able to use it to his advantage. And give the Baylor the the curbs the curb stump on it, and basically he pinned him one two three. It was just like the curb stump. I'm sorry, the curb stump, and it was just like wow, really. And I feel sorry for Baylor. Um, he really wanted to become world champion. I think he should have been the world champion. I think he should have won the match. To be honest, the way that match was going, it felt like Baylor was gonna win. So at this point, um, Rollins got two wins over him. It's basically like a sweep, in a sense. I don't know if they're going to work a third match into the program, but at this point, Rollins got the 2-0 lead over him. I don't know what WWE plans to do with the Rollins and Baylor uh, um, feud. Let's see what happens. Meanwhile, damage control seems to be getting stronger. Bianca Belair won back her women's title by beating Ashka and Charlotte Flair in a triple threat match. Ashka, um, basically, uh, let me tell you, Ashka was a, um, basically used the dust, the mist, sprayed it on Charlotte Flair while she attempted the figure eight on Bianca Belair, who had an injured knee. I thought the injured knee was real, but she came back. She slightly injured it, and basically she came in. She won the match in a small package. Then she proceeded to lose the match to one of the members of Control. Her name is Atu Sky. Atu Sky cashed in her money in the bank briefcase and basically hit um, Belair, Bianca Belair with the suitcase towards her leg. And then cashed in the belt and cashed in the briefcase and then use and then use the moonsault off the top of the rope to pin um, Bianca Belair for the women's title. So basically, Bianca Belair only held the title for less than less than a minute. 
and then she lost it. So now A2 Sky, Miss Sky is the new women's champion from Damage Control. What a night. Um, LA Knight uh, made an impact at the Slim Jim Slumber Jam Battle Royal. I didn't really watch the match as much, but it was eh, pretty interesting. LA Knight, I knew LA Knight was going to win because the company is really pushing him. They're really backing him. They had him beat Sheamus over, send Sheamus over the top rope. It's solidifying that LA Knight is the guy that the WWE is going to be pushing in the near future. So stay tuned for LA Knight on SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDowns on Fox. But however, that match took away from Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch, and Rhea Ripley. Um, let's be honest. Uh, they were supposed to have a match. Their match got pushed over to Monday Night Raw. In, uh, in um, anticipation for this, the Slim Jim Battle Royal. I'm not a big fan of battle royals. I think they're I think they're ridiculous. I think they're boring. The Royal Rumble is supremely better, but it is what it is. Um, what else did I miss? Anything else? Um, the Ronda Rousey match I didn't really watch, so I'm not gonna comment on that. But however, from what I heard, this was Ronda's last. Ronda Rousey's last WWE match for now until she comes back in the near future. Uh, let me see. Gunther and Drew McIntyre. I did not watch their match. I will watch their match. So I will give you a comment down the line about that. And Logan Paul and Richish, Ricochet. Their match was... I watched uh, about 10 minutes of their match when I was able to catch it. The moves... That these performers did against each other inside and outside the ring was incredible. These men really put their bodies on the line in this stunt show. Like people want to say WWE or pro wrestling is fake. Yes, the storyline is, is scripted. The matches are not fake. I'm going to tell you right now, the matches are not fake. The actual match types are not fake. It is a stunt show. It is a stunt show where two wrestlers fight fight each other and do dynamic aerial-based moves to entertain the crowd. So please be advised and don't use the F word anymore when it comes to pro wrestling. You gotta say, you gotta call it by its true nature. It's a stunt show. We are watching a professional stunt show every week. And those two gentlemen did not... Uh, withheld anything back they engaged in a beret of stunt moves and it amazed the Ford Field crowd so good match indeed between those two wrestlers overall SummerSlam was pretty interesting I enjoyed it and I can't wait to see the Guther and Drew McIntyre match and the Ronda Rousey match but other than that um check out SummerSlam if you want if you're interested in looking for it looking at it it's on Peacock it's on replay definitely check it out thank you for listening to this review by BKJ Mac TV peace love always and one